You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. St. Louis Acura has almost 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock with inventory arriving daily and can offer the best trade-in value. While others raise their prices and fees, we choose to earn your repeat and referral business by not taking advantage of the current market situation. We invest in our team, becoming one of St. Louis's top places to work and fastest growing companies. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. Located at Manchester and Mason Roads. just got more entertaining it's weekend joe on claims online driven by munganast st louis acura hear from some of the big names in st louis and national sports every weekend and now here's joe roderick and me i'm andy hanselman And here we go. It's another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Joe Roderick, Andy Hanselman, back with you again. Andy, how do you do? Joseph, I do well. How are you? I'm good. Is this the first time? No, we, we were together... We were together back on the 21st of July, right? Yeah, we did yes, a we show. Were. We did a show that week. Okay. So yeah. I, I was going to say, it hasn't been that long nope. since we've been on the air doing a show together. But A one-week uh, one hiatus, as they say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you were traveling last week, uh, and we were unable to uh, to get with you. So Corey and Skip jumped in and filled in for uh, for you last week, admirably. And we, uh, we we did a show. That's what it was, Andy. We got something out there on the books. We did you know, something so the fine folks that sponsor this show, such as Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota, can say, hey, did you do a show? And we could say, yep, right here. Here it is. These are your mentions right here. <laughs> here it is. It, it may have been 20 minutes long, but here's your show. Audits, and here we go. Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. We hit the sponsors. That's what we did. That's what we do every time. <laughs> How we roll. So where uh, you were down, I know you were down in Florida. Where uh, whereabouts? Uh, Georgia, actually, Joseph. Oh, Georgia. Uh, okay. Uh, my, uh, I was at Tybee Island, Georgia. Mm. Uh, from uh, from uh, I left here on Tuesday, um, and then I got down there Wednesday morning. I stopped in Macon, Georgia, on the way down, and I got there Wednesday morning. And then uh, Mrs. Hanselman and I went to Saint Simon's Island which is a, about an hour and a half south of Tybee, which is Tybee's near Savannah if you've never uh, been there. So. This is uh, this is where my terrible geography skills come into play. Um, I did not realize Georgia was a coastal state. Uh, yes, it's, it has kind of a, a long coast. It's a couple hundred miles long. Yeah, did not did not realize that until as you were telling that story, I'm sitting here on my phone going, huh, is that possible? And I'm looking here <laughs> at my phone. I'm like, well, son of a bitch, it is. It's because most I just of I thought islands... I thought South Carolina just came all the way down and touched Florida down there and, and cut off the borders. I'm nope. an idiot. Nope, sure does it. Yeah, uh, I think I think the reason you don't really hear a lot about it is because a lot of the islands on the Georgia border are really just kind of swampland. Mm-hmm. Um, t- there's there's Tybee, which is habitable. 
St. Simons, which is habitable. Anything in between there is really inhabitable. You look at the island, there's no roads. There's beaches that you can access by boat, but that's about it. Uh, and then south of St. Simons, there's Jekyll Island. I see that uh, here, yeah. And that has like one road on it, and then pretty much barren down to Jacksonville. And then did you go and uh, check out the Crab Shack off of I eighty as you were driving down there? I see that uh, that seems to be a oh, a popular the, spot off of I eighty. The the uh, the Crab Shack is one of our favorites, Joe. Oh, okay, nice. I, I'm just zooming in on Google Maps here, just yeah. looking at random it's, shit it, and calling it out. But the uh, the really the the real treat uh, in that area is right the Arby's. Across. The Arby's that's right here by Hotel Tybee, right? Yes. No. That's yeah. That Arby's is right by the all the bars and stuff. You see Benny's there, Joe. See Benny's right there by the Arby's. I do not say. I mean, I need to scroll. I see Wet Willies. Yeah, but it's right up from Wet Willies. Wet Willies is a is a slushy bar. They have frozen okay. daiquiris. Well, uh, I right like there's... that slushy bar. I haven't been one of those slushy bars since I was down in Miami Beach on South yeah. Beach. I stopped at a slushy bar down there. It's a uh, slushy bars are a real nice treat, Joe. I uh, know right there by the Crab Shack is uh, Bubba Gumbo's. Not Bubba Gumps. No, not Bubba Gumps. Okay. I was, I was wondering if if the Bubba Gump folks had a problem with Bubba Gumbos, and you, there's really no comparison. They're 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 quite the, the Bubba Gumbos is much much better than Bubba Gumps. That's there's a uh, there's a place over here in Fairview. So it used to be a Joe's Crab Shack, and now they've changed the name of the uh of what it's called and I'm, I'm trying to find what it's uh what it's now called over here in fairview while you're looking that up there's also a bubba garcia's okay in that neck of the woods there's there's a couple of those places yeah and uh didn't go to bubba garcia's i uh, went to a place on saint simon's island joe called catch 228 so it's a catch 228 ah crafty crab is what it's called now it's called the crafty crab Crafty Joe's Crab Shack used to be, yeah. Joe had one of your uh, one of your favorites at uh, Catch Two Two Eight. What'd you get? Eight nice size fritters. Only eight? Yeah, I think because of inflation, they cut it down to eight from ten. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. God, I and cannot wait to go down and hopefully have a regular spring training this next year and hit up the uh, hit up some of those seafood places. Oh, I eat so much fish and seafood and. I finally found a shrimp and grits like our friend from uh, the kitchen sink. Oh yeah, yeah, with the with the with the tasso gravy on it, and I think it was at uh, Bubba Gumbo's. I it had um, ridiculously when I was, stupid when I was up in Toronto. I uh, there's a place up there called the Saint. It's called Saint Lawrence Market. Okay. Um. Very. Uh, you know what? A, a similar experience to maybe Soulard. Maybe okay. a little smaller, but more restaurants inside. Uh, but you yeah. have to remember too, this was a Tuesday. Sure. When I was uh, when I was there, and they had a lot of restaurants in there, and a lot of seafood, a lot of fresh seafood up there because it's right there on Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. And I had some uh, some tiger shrimps up there that Andy were like the size of my fist. Wow. Some barbecue tiger shrimps that I had up there. Yeah, with a little lobster bisque. Yum. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. We got some uh we got some shrimp from one of my favorite grocery stores down there. They steamed them there for me, Joe. Mm. It was uh they were amazing. They put some old bay on them, steamed them up, they took them home and had some cocktail sauce and chowed down on some shrimp. I um yeah, I you know what? You know my rule on eating seafood. <clears throat> 
as uh, I, uh, I I will not eat seafood unless I can see where the uh, where the waters that it was caught out of. I mean, that's a pretty good rule to have. I don't yeah. eat a lot of seafood here either. Yeah, and I, I know you like Landry's down there at Union Station. That's okay. So it's not so much that I like land. It's not. Let's let. I don't want to. I don't want people to sit here and think that my my palate is so immature that it's like, oh, Landry's is good seafood for that Roderick fella. I don't want people to think that. <laughs> what I like is their happy hour specials on weeknights. And when I when Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown are here at Enterprise, I can go to Landry's, I can park at Union Station, and I can go hit up the happy hour deals before walking over to Enterprise for the show. Right. Yes. You like Landry's. They that that shrimp etouffee that they have is uh, is really good though. It is good. It's, yeah, it's, that, it's, that's good. It's, it's I usually do bad. that. I'll do that. Then I get some onion rings and uh, some mini burgers. Yeah, it's not bad for Midwest seafood. I'll do, right, I'll, I'll give it that. I'll give it. Yeah, but they're not. They're not catching that shrimp etouffee out of the Mississippi. My uh, my primary reason for going to that neck of the woods this time of year, Joe, was for my stepdaughter Claire's wedding. I saw that. I saw all the pictures for it. Uh, how many? How many people were out there for it? We had about 60 people come down for it. Awesome. It was, uh, it was a beautiful day. Joe, I officiated my first wedding. Yeah. I you know I've DJed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these things. Never officiated one. Uh, I had. Uh, how many times? How many times did you cry? Well, that's I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to. Okay. Okay. I'm getting to. So I had my little script doll written out uh the the wonderful people that ordained me the uh universal life church joe uh they have some great tools and great stuff and they they help you make a script and you can kind of customize it to how you want it to be and so i'm uh i'm just motoring along you know i'm just i have the big voice on uh i'm enunciating we're we're, we're reading but we're we're looking up and we're making eye contact i'm not just sitting there reading my phone i'm looking up making eye contact as i finish sentences <laughs> And uh, Joe, I, uh, I I get to the vows. Mm-hmm. I get to the vows, Joe, and uh, I, I get a frog in my throat. And uh, then the uh, exchanging of the rings, Joe. I, uh, I I lost it again. And then uh, when I pronounced the man and wife, I I I, I lost it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody there was like, I had no idea that you were such an emotional man. We really, really enjoyed that. They said you had us laughing, you had us interested in what you were saying, and you had us, you had, uh, you had us crying. You did a really, really good job. Of course, my mother comes up to me. She goes, "Of course, you had to cry, didn't you, you big baby?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then at the reception, uh, the the DJ was a friend of mine. His name is Daryl, and he's a very, very good wedding DJ. And uh, Claire shared a dance with her mom first, and then Corey shared a dance with his mom. And then Daryl starts going into uh, a story about his friend buying a T-shirt in Charleston. This is something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I'm not a stepdad. I'm, I'm somebody's dad, but I just came along later in their life. And he's telling this story, and I'm kind of looking around I'm like, God, who, what else, who else is here? Who's a, who's a stepdad? that would be involved i'm like oh wait a minute he's talking about me <laughs> I, I i started crying joe yeah 
Yeah. And then uh, they said, yeah, this is uh, because Claire wanted to share a, a, a dance with her stepdad, Andy. And we danced to My Wish by Rascal Flatts. Yeah. And I uh, I teared up a little bit during that, too. Yeah. Had you, had, oh, you did Rascal Flat. You didn't do uh, Hitman Sammy Sam's uh, stepdaddy? No, it didn't. I didn't get the chance to pick the song because oh, it, was, okay. it was a complete surprise to me, Joe. Yeah, yeah. If oh, you boy. if you had a chance to, I mean, there are there are some pretty good, you know, stepdad songs. Yeah, but of of them all, I, I would I would have to say that Hitman Sammy Sam is uh, is my favorite. I'm about to check uh, that one out. So. Yeah, it's a good it's a good one. It's a uh, it's a real real good one. I would have had it locked and loaded and ready to go if I knew we were uh, we were going that direction. So the hotel tidy is where they, is actually where uh, Claire and Corey got married with a fan had a fantastic uh, event space with a big glass panoramic windows overlooking the beach of the ocean. So we had that view until the sun went down, and uh, it was a we had a great party and everybody had an awesome awesome time, had an awesome dinner, and just had a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of love, and a lot of laughs were shared. Do uh do they go off on a honeymoon now, or do they use that as their honeymoon, or do they stay a little longer for a honeymoon? So they stayed a little bit longer. Um, as most people left on Saturday, uh, Kelly and I went down to St. Simon's on Sunday and then, uh, they actually, uh, Claire and Corey came down to join us in St. Simon's on Tuesday for the day. Mm-hmm. And we hung out at the, uh, at the pool, Joe, it, it stormed pretty bad there on, uh, I think Tuesday night. Uh, I know that there were no storms of, of any consequence here while I was gone. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got to talk to you about that too. Um, and Joe, I, I swear to God, lightning hit the swimming pool right outside my window. I mean, yeah, I have never heard thunder or anything so loud in my life from a storm. Wow. But Joe, I had to take Kelly, Mrs. Hanselman, and my mother-in-law, Sharon, to the airport Tuesday morning at 3.15. Right smack dab in the middle of the, I'm going to call it a hurricane. I've never been in a hurricane. Have you ever been in a hurricane? No. I would imagine that that's what the rain looks like in a hurricane. Just coming at you sideways? Sideways. I mean, it, it just and huge, just huge walls of rain. I'm yeah. going, doing like 45 miles an hour. I mean, I'm not usually bothered by rain when I'm driving at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good rain. Pretty good driver in, in general, I, I think. But um, we get to the airport and it's still just coming down in sheets. We're t- we're, they're taking off. Uh, they're flying Delta. And so there's, and so we're, we're leaving from Terminal One, which, as you know, Joe has no covered area to uh, unload your bags uh, as you are uh, as you're getting out there. This wonderful, just a wonderful, wonderful part of Hooterville International, as the great Joe Strauss used to call it. Um, Wait, where where is it? They have no covered area to load. What do you mean to, un- to unload your car? Oh, 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 I thought you meant like to load. I thought you meant like bag, like baggage claim or something. Yeah, no, no I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And. uh so I step outside. I start immediately hyperventilating because I hate getting wet like that. And uh, it looked like I had jumped in a pool within 30 seconds of being yeah. out there. It was, it, and then I had to drive, then I, then I drove home in it. I don't know how you drove home. I don't, I don't know how you ended up driving home in that because I know what time you were driving there. And it was around the same time I was driving to the airport. Yeah. Where usually I will park over at Sky Park. Great uh, Mike Waltz over there uh, yep. park in his uh, his spot. And that's where I was. I had the GPS set to take me. Yep. And the more I saw the roads uh, as bad as they were, the more I saw that I was like, there's no way I can make it there. 270 like, should have no been closed. I yeah, think because I, I, living on 
living on the on the north side of the Metro East, I bring, take 270 to the airport, go across Shannon Rocks Bridge. 270 should have been closed when I was driving through there. Yeah, uh, there were there were spots in 70 that were already closed as I was driving there, but I was able to get off and get back on. And yeah. I ended up just parking top level at the airport parking lot. Oh, were you really? Yeah, that's I ended up just pulling in there because I could get in there. And I was like, screw it. I, You know what? Me spending whatever the hell they're going to charge to park here is a heck of a lot cheaper than flooding my car, getting into an accident and having, you know, just everything else on top of that. Well, you've gotten into an accident on the way to the airport before this, uh, that, <laughs> you know what though? I was more scared driving that morning than I was uh, last Tuesday. Oh, I bet. Drones are ice I, is way different. Yeah. In the ice, I was, I was more afraid driving there just because you, I, I didn't, I mean, I, I don't know. Both were unexpected. Both were terrifying. I cannot imagine a scenario where I will have a harder time driving to the airport than those two occasions. It was, now. it was unbelievable. I forgot that you were driving around the same time that I was. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mrs. Hanselman and my mother-in-law, their flights ended up being delayed just slightly. They're supposed to take off at 545. They ended up taking off closer to seven. But they did miss their connecting flight in Atlanta, but they just had to hang tight for like an extra hour and a half in Atlanta to catch another flight over to Savannah. No travel problems there. Claire and Corey's, they were flying, uh, they were flying American. And American canceled every single flight out of St. Louis that day. Everything. Andy, I don't, I mean, I'm sure Kelly told you this, but like they were saying, <clears throat> you know, they were sitting there and they're like, sorry, like, you know, flights are being delayed because the pilots can't get across the street. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it, it wasn't weather. It wasn't, it wasn't because people weren't showing up to work. They're like, the pilots are here. They, they're right across the street. We can't get them across 70 right now. So they're, you know, that was, that was the issue with, uh, with them on, on that day. So, uh, for, you know, you said, you know, they, they got lucky and only had an hour of, uh, a little bit for their, um, for their delay. We got lucky because our delay, um, which I say are, I mean, me and the 20 other people that were on this flight to Toronto, that's how small the plane was. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to go off at six. They had changed it the night before to six fifty-five, and we ended up leaving at like eight thirty. Yeah. So, so Kelly and Claire, I mean, uh, uh, Claire and Corey actually ended up getting their rental car that they had booked in Savannah from the great folks at budget and ended up getting the car in St. Louis and just driving down on Tuesday. Yeah. So it was just crazy. Just an absolute shit show. Yeah. Well, Hey, we both, uh, we both went there. We both made it back all, yep. uh, all glad safe. You, uh, and, glad uh, everything ended up okay for you too. And the trip to Toronto was awesome. It was. It was such a nice place up there. Went to the uh, went to the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, checked that out, walked around. That's the first Hall of Fame I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I think of to... where think of where the other ones are. I, I figured you'd been to Canton. No, Canton's pretty close to Cleveland. Yeah, never uh, never been to Canton. I think Ben and I talked about stopping there when we were going up to the All Star Game. We had looked into it. But I, we didn't. Uh, we just did toy. We did the uh, house from the Christmas story instead. Yeah, that uh, was I, our. I, I, I think it's a better choice. <laughs> Let, uh, Joe, they say Toronto is the London of North America. I, you know what? I've never been to London. I would say that uh, you know I, the way I've been describing it to people: Chicago, but cleaner. Really, and more polite people. 
Oh, sorry. So sorry. You just bump into people. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm so like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, oh, so, so sorry. sorry. Yeah. Have you been to Tim Hortons yet? I, I did not stop at any Tim Hortons. Did you do anything Canadian? Did you eat poutine? Yes, I ate poutine at the uh, Loose Moose. And was it good? You know, Joe, I'm so not good. a fan of I am not a fan of poutine. I like, you know what? I'm not a fan of gravy, but I ate it and I like cheese curds. So it I was like fine. Cheese. I don't I don't like demi glaze, <clears throat> I don't think. I think that's the problem with the poutine gravy. You don't like what? Demi glaze. No, I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. okay for me. Yeah. Did so, you uh do anything else Canadian? I I went up to the top of the CN Tower. Yeah. Did you get uh, any did you get any Canadian cash? No, no, I did not pay cash at all for anything up there. <clears throat> just swipe it all. Just yeah, swipe you swipe it all, and then the uh, the banks deal with the conversion rates uh, for all that. So uh, that there, saved there me a any, lot of money doing that. Were there any international transaction fees you had to pay? I, I think there were a couple on there, but in the long run, everything was uh, ended up being cheaper. So yeah, yeah, was, uh, yeah was, our our dollar is really worth a lot of money right now. It's pretty cool. It was yeah we uh, we it was I think it was seventy seven cents to the dollar. <laughs> lovely. So That's absolutely lovely. So yeah, dollar uh, hot dog dollar hot dog night at uh, at the Rogers Center on Tuesday was really eighty cent hot dog night if you were a Cardinal fan. Boy, fan! I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> now, so what was their uh, what was their helmet food du jour at the ice uh, cream? It was ice cream again. Yeah. Did, yeah. Was it, just... did, was, did they serve anything in a big helmet? No, I did not see any big helmets. I looked on their website too. Did not see any uh, any big helmets. Did you stop at a concession stand and be like, listen? I'm a former fat, and I need food in a full-size helmet, please. Yeah, they they didn't do that for me. So Give now, next up, food. next up on my new ballpark list is going to be um, is going to be uh, Boston. Uh, is the Rogers Center dated at this point, being thirty years old? I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yes, it's old, but I mean, you know what, like. I think those stadiums that they built the night, like a stadium like that, I mean, it is right there downtown. Yes. Could I see where they could build a new stadium around there? Yeah, there was there were some open spots like that. They could they could definitely put a new stadium there. But it's really like it's built right in to the uh to a hotel. That's right. Like you look dead center, there are hotel rooms out there. Right. And that's pretty cool to see. There's been nefarious acts against those windows in the hotel. I would imagine. And like, if you are sitting on the first base side and you look straight up, like you see the CN Tower above you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I it's a cool unique. view. And yeah. I get, you know, if there, there's like an open field area where I guess they could build a new stadium if they wanted to on the other side of the CN Tower and still keep all of that stuff pretty much downtown Toronto area. Sure. And I don't know if there's any talks to do that <clears throat> either, but I, I liked it. I, I liked it. I didn't see any issues with it. I didn't look at it and see if that there was anything old uh, there, with it. There, I, I thought it was just fine. Were there any references to the old Skydome name? I did not see anything. No. Yeah. I love that name. I love the name Skydome. So it was built built in the same era as uh, as New Comiskey in uh, in Chicago, your favorite, and also uh, Tropicana Field. Yeah, uh, the original name Joe, the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Down there Which, in uh, Saint Petersburg. 
which was the Thunderdome a few times when uh <clears throat> when WWE was there. They uh they called it the Thunderdome when they. Oh, were did there. they? Yeah. They didn't use the uh, Tropicana name, huh? No, they uh well, I mean that was I guess the people that built it on the inside, like that's what it was called, was the Thunderdome. Oh, okay. I got. Yeah. You. Well, I'm glad you had fun travels to uh the land of America's hat. You as well. I saw the uh, I saw the pictures and uh, it looked like you guys had a really oh, lovely time. It was an absolute blast. Joe, I gotta yeah. tell you about the pool real quick. And then we okay. Uh, I spent six and a half hours at the pool on Monday. Yeah. Uh, the, the pool. It wasn't a very big pool, but so there's stairs at one end. Okay. And you walk in and it's kind of shallow. And then the, the the deep end is right in the middle. And you walk back up. And Joe, at the other end, there was like a booth, like a bench seat with a table. And that was the move. Just sit on the bench in the pool. Yep. When I wanted to take a dive, I took a dive. But I spent most of the day. When I, I spent most of the day Monday uh, sitting there drinking my uh, my Bud Light tie dye seltzers, mm. uh, eating some cheese it uh, cheddar ranch zesty cracker things. Okay, and uh, and other uh, activities. Very nice. It was a great day. I really decompressed. I really well, now, yeah, you and I were both done with our. Well, I mean, I guess in three weeks I'm going to Utah with my dad, so I'm doing that. Um, going out there to run a race. I need to get back out there and run and uh, see where I'm at for uh, Joe. For my uh, that race. My, my my father says I've used all my PTO, so screw him. Oh yeah, when that reset at the beginning of the year. No, he's yeah, uh, yeah. Does he just come in and tell you that? Does that happen at family dinner? Um, yeah, was that so after you were done officiating his yeah. step-granddaughter's wedding? And he was like, hey, son, just want to let you know you're done yeah. with all your paid time off. Yeah, you're done. Your, your PTO's over. Yeah, and my mom lovely, was, lovely mean, job officiating that wedding. No more days off, son. Yeah, you're done. You can't leave anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or does he send it like in a memo and an email? It, yeah, he's, he did all the things. He wanted yeah. to make sure I really understood that that he's that he's in charge of my PTO, and that uh, I, I get no more PTO for the year. Oh, well, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> wait, wait till wait till one of those seventy-five degree Fridays in October. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, hey, go to the golf course. I'll see you later. <laughs> you you text me and let me know how that goes as you walk out of the building. As long as I let him know like a couple days in advance, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I work, as long as I work like more than half a day, uh, my I don't I don't get hit with the PTO. Yeah, yeah. You do all your work, you get it all done, you're you're fine. Yeah, you just get uh, get your shit done and you get out of there, right? It's it's never all done ever. Hmm. Uh, so while uh yeah, so while you were uh we were both gone um and now now back and the. Uh, back and better than ever here in uh here in town full line of shows i don't know when the next time we're not going to have a show together is going to be i think end of september maybe uh would be uh would be one what's when that I'm, I'm i'm going to boston oh okay yeah, oh, you, gotta, yeah, you mentioned that your next uh your next uh, ball yard is going to be uh old family <clears throat> park yeah it'll be uh, end of september for uh, mid-september for that one now i'm i'm locked and loaded into uh, the youth baseball world andy um, oh yeah, not one but two teams. Two teams coaching uh, now. Yeah, youth, youth baseball. Yeah, coaching seven. Coaching seven U baseball, huh? Nine U baseball. Nine nine, nine U, U baseball, baseball and junior high baseball. And um, now that I am now that I am fully 
fully invested in the whole select ball world um, and know all of the ins and outs of everything and all oh, the yeah. teams and that like as these kids show up to the school team and I see them wearing their hats and I'm like, oh, he plays on that team. Oh, he plays on that team. And then, God, I just, you know, you get, there was one kid, he comes up and it, it's, it, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to single anybody out. I don't know who listens and, and whatnot, but man, I mean, some of these kids, like they, they pay a lot of money to get these coaching lessons and stuff on the outside yeah. of things. I don't know what these coaches are teaching them. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, no, I'm asking him, like, why, I'm like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, he told me to do it because it'll do this. And I'm like, that's not true. Like. Like so he told you, like that's very wrong. Is there an opportunity for a uh, for an entrepreneur such as myself to uh, to start a select baseball league and uh, make a fortune? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know fortune. I I think down the road, like I think if you get a good group core group in, and you can show like, oh look, these three kids went off to college. Hey, you play for me. Your kid can go to college, and you just get people throwing money at you, and it's the parents too. I, I, it's all the parents. Yeah, it's just the the parents that are. What if you provide exceptional playing facilities? Yeah, and you get that, a nice facility. That, I mean, you get a nice facility, and people will come in. But I mean, with a nice facility comes a lot of overhead. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's why you borrow people from. That's why you borrow money from other people with a business plan. Yeah, like hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to charge these kids four thousand dollars a season, and uh, I'm going to. Uh, only let them turn on the lights when it's absolutely pitch black outside. That's uh <laughs> and those uh you know what there's there's people out there that'll pay that four thousand a year for uh for that. But you know, there's there's some I, I look at these kids and I, I just you know I just the little tweaks, little tweaks here and there, and I just I, I feel like going to some of their parents being like, How much are you paying for lessons? Because are you leaving are, Joe, are you leaving money on the table? I am probably, but you know what? That's, it's just more of a headache. I, you know, I'm already doing these two things. I don't need to do, I don't need to do five, six, you know, more of them. No, I understand. I'm not out there. I'm not out there doing it for the money either. That's no, I, I I'm being silly, but no, I, I know you, I know you love baseball and you love. And I think that's when, when it comes to that, that's when you, you know, that's when things turn for that. When it's, when you start charging ridiculous amounts of money for, for stuff like this. Yeah. And it's just, and most of these kids, they just need the little, tiniest little tweaks. And that's all it is. Like, not everyone hits the same. Not everyone throw. not everyone's going to pitch the same. You know, just the littlest thing here and there, you kind of see it and you, you tell them what to do and it fixes it and boom, you're done. If I had so. my own league, I would get, uh, I would find spokespeople like the great uh, Nathan Culp and, and Chad Opal to come in there and, and, and speak to uh, how good my league is and why yeah. you should, uh, why you should go to their league. I mean, yeah. leave that league and come to my league. <laughs> Are you going to get Saudi blood money to help fund your league and then bring I'm gonna have, other people yeah, into? I'm, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and just straight up copy it. It's going to be uh, live, select baseball. <laughs> Starting at for you. Oh my God. There. And you know what? There are people out there with four-year-olds that would be like, oh, that sounds like a great deal. That's, a, that's an awesome idea. Can, can my I three-year-old can my three-year-old play up? Yeah, of course. I mean, oh. or you can play down. I mean, you're more than welcome to join my two U league too, right? <laughs> that's and two U is, is player pitch, just so you know. Oh, two U. Oh, not uh, God. That's one thing with Hudson this weekend. It's uh, first practice for his uh, for his new team, and all the kids there, none of them have pitched. 
Ah. So what I'm going to do, set up a screen, set up where the mound is. I'm like, all right, each of you guys, just you know, 10, 15 pitches. You just throw it in there. Joe, are you the manager? I am. Are you going to go with the Terry Francona look or the Tony La Russa look? What's uh, the Terry Francona look is the big, um, you're, you're talking big, uh, the jacket over the top and everything. Yeah, I think Ali Marmol uses the Terry Francona look. I, I, I will never, in all of, no matter what age I have ever coaching, I will never wear a jersey like my team. But that's what managers do. I will always go pullover or large sweater or batting practice shirt, something like that. With baseball pant? Yes. With, with Well, at 9U and with school, I'm going to go shorts. I'm going to go basketball shorts. Okay. I feel like once you get to the high school level, then you have to start wearing baseball pants. I would agree with that. Yeah. So high school, then it's baseball pants, and then it's pullover. Joe was a pretty good. I was a pretty good umpire when I was fourteen. Yeah. I think I should get back into that. It'd be, you know, what? Get, make you nice and active. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm doing these parent meetings now, and I'm I'm talking. To, and one thing I have li- I have put on my list is I'm going to try very hard this year to not yell at umpires. And I ask the parents the same thing. Exhibit good sportsmanship. Let's listen. Listen, they are out here. They're out here not making a whole lot of money. They're out here because they enjoy baseball. And this is how they can stay involved in baseball. And you know what? If he's bad for us, he's probably gonna be bad for them. Um, I had a mom get absolutely in my face at a pitching machine. <clears throat> and I forgot what I did. I mean, granted, this is 30 years ago. I was 14. Yeah. I was 14, but I, I mean, she was like, I want your name. I'm turning you into the league office. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, got to go. See ya. Yeah. <clears throat> In my name, lady. It, if, if I remember correctly, it may have been Jeannie Opal, Chad's mom. <laughs> well, in that case, she was probably right. Probably. Well, that's cool, Joe. I didn't know you're actually going to be. I didn't know that you were being recruited to manage when we uh, when we had our big long talk about six uh, U baseball a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Did that? Yeah. Did that episode get uh, good feedback? I, I'd have to look back at. Yeah, uh, I didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. I don't want you to look back. I just didn't know if you knew. Yeah. I don't even know. I have to. Yeah, that's all stuff I have to go dig back to, and I don't. Yeah. I normally, don't look into that stuff unless sponsors ask. <laughs> right. Don't do it if I ask. I really don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, no. 50,000 I mean, downloads, Andy. 50,000 downloads for that one. Really? Yes. That's a pretty good number. I, th- I thought so, too. Wow. I really did. Wow. Uh, trade deadline came and went this past week. Matt Snyder will be on the show today. We will uh, talk it over. With oh, my you. God. Talk uh, talk a little baseball with, uh, with Matt. Uh, hung out with him at the All-Star game. A little bit, and we will uh, we will go from uh, from there. I like what the Cardinals did. I you know what they would have been really cool to see Juan Soto on the Cardinals with uh, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Absolutely, absolutely, that would have been so fun to see. But you know what, it didn't happen, and uh, they kept Dylan Carlson. They kept Nolan Gorman. Both have homered since the trade deadline. So. Yeah, you know, it is what it is, and now they uh, they have a chance. If they, as we record this at eight thirty on Thursday night, if they win their game against the Cubs tonight, they're in first place. Uh, you're okay with Bader being gone? 
I, you know what? I, I, I think the Cardinals have done such a good job of building up outfield talent that the rotating door of outfield talent that we have seen over the past six, seven years, how many of those guys have you, can you look at and say that we've missed? Not a whole lot. No. I mean, yeah, Abisail Garcia, what he did for the Rangers last year was incredible and still having a good year this year, but it's like, okay, like, you know, they, he maybe never got an opportunity. Something clicked too after he left, but still hit 242, 18 home runs. You know what? Cool to see. Cool to see that he went somewhere else and is playing so much better. That's that's kind of how I look at that. And I was really out of the loop the past week, so us, uh, but I didn't see him. Soto ended up going nowhere, right? He's still no, he's lost. with the Padres. Oh, he went, oh, he did go to San Diego. How'd you miss that, dude? I A quick was, scroll to Twitter. Nope, I was completely disconnected. Yeah, completely disconnected. Yeah, he uh, they and they gave up a lot, a lot of talent for uh, for him. Not major league talent, I, I guess. Two major league guys and a lot of younger prospects, um, a level guys. Where you know guys like Mason Wynn, Jordan Walker for the Cardinals. You know, and I don't. It's it's just funny how you see, you know, when Nolan Arenado was traded to the Cardinals, Nolan Gorman immediately moved to second base, like the very next day, and started working out. Uh, started working out there. Now you see uh, the Cardinals not trading away Nolan Gorman and not trading away Dylan Carlson to get Juan Soto, but instead they trade away Harrison Bader, and immediately after that you see Jordan Walker playing the outfield playing left and right field now uh, down in the minors. So I think it's very apparent that they're looking at that and going, okay, you know what? Jordan Walker, he's our future middle of the order guy. If he wants to get in this lineup, he's probably going to have to play right field. And I think they see a scenario where it is Tyler O'Neill in left, Dylan Carlson in center. And then that right field DH position kind of rotates between Walker, uh, Newt Bar. Yepes, guys like that. So I think that's what you're uh, you're starting to see out of this uh, out of this team, and I'm fine with all that. Did the Angels get rid of Otani? They said prior to it that they were not going to get rid of Otani. So those talks never said never went anywhere. How do you feel with the Cardinals picking up uh, the wonderful Jose Quintana? I love it. I do. I, you know what? He's a good pitcher. You look at his numbers; they should have been a lot better than what they were. Uh, but he was on the Pirates, and as as we sit here, as of recording right now, Andy, his first game with the Cardinals, six innings pitched, uh, one hit, one run, two walks, seven strikeouts. I, I mean, it's a pretty good line. Yeah, uh, he is. Pretty he is immediately line. your number three starter. He is your number three. Miles Michaelis is your ace. Adam Wainwright's number two. And you know what, though, if you start Adam Wainwright game one of a uh, of a playoff series, won't find me complaining about that. Um, and then I think Quintana's your number three. Hudson's a good number four. And then you kind of figure it out from there. Is Jack Flaherty going to be serviceable for you this year? We don't know. Andre Pallante moved back to the bullpen at some point. Okay. Very excited to see this uh, Jordan Montgomery this weekend. The guy from the Yankees. Yankee fans did not seem too happy that they uh, traded him away. No, they weren't real happy about it. They so real happy about it at all. Uh, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to go to those games. This uh, I'm just going. I think Hudson and I are just going on Saturday. 
to uh to the Yankees. That'd be fun. It'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, he wants to see Aaron Judge uh play, which I don't I don't blame the kid. I don't blame him for that either. Yeah. I want to see Aaron Judge play too. It's uh <laughs> the year the year he is having is absolutely amazing. Glad to see that uh Yadier Molina has rejoined the uh the big club. Yeah. Hey, Aaron Judge happen? Aaron Judge 43 home runs. What? You're kidding. 43 home runs for Aaron Judge. Good lord, he's going to hit 60 this year. Matt Carpenter's up to 15 home runs. <clears throat> Matt Carpenter just needed a change of environment. He did. My hot, my hot take. I do I, I do think that he gets a very extended standing ovation tomorrow than all rightfully uh, rightfully deserved. I, I think so too. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Very, very rightfully deserved. Yeah. He is a uh, yeah. So that's what we have to look forward to this weekend. I told you Matt Snyder coming up on the other side, talking baseball with him and uh, talk trade deadline, talk second half, everything that uh, we need to get to for the final two months of the baseball season. We'll cover with Matt coming up here. It is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota. We'll be right back here with more on Weekend Joe here on clavesonline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on clavesonline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body. 911. One North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. Are you ready to rumble? Don't miss WWE Night at Bush Stadium on Tuesday, August 16th. With the purchase of a special theme ticket, fans will take home a David Eckstein Wrestling Bobblehead, new for 2022. Upgrade your experience with a VIP ticket and receive a meet-and-greet autograph opportunity with David Eckstein himself. That's Tuesday, August 16th, WWE Night at the Ballpark. For tickets or more information, go to cardinals.com theme. The Cardinals salute the men and women of St. Louis that keep our city safe. First Responders Appreciation at the Ballpark is Wednesday, August 17th and Thursday, August 18th. With the purchase of a theme ticket, fans will receive an exclusive Cardinals First Responders hat representing their choice of law enforcement, fire, or EMS. A portion of each ticket sold will be donated to the Backstoppers. For tickets, visit cardinals.com slash theme. Hey, welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Talk a little baseball. Second half of the season in full swing. Trade deadline has passed, so we welcome in friend of the show, Matt Snyder. What's going on, Matt? Hey, you know, hanging in there, living the dream, same old. Yeah, you uh, did you get? I, we ran into each other in uh, in Los Angeles uh, during the All Star Week festivities. What uh, what was your biggest uh, takeaway from uh, from that weekend? Oh, 
Well, a takeaway is tough because, you know, I mean, it's just usually fun. Um, I think it was all catered to the audience here. A lot of fun seeing Pujols uh, uh, get to the finals. And I almost think that um, everybody thought Schwarber was going to beat him so bad. And Pujols' number was low enough in the first round. It almost seemed like Schwarber kind of didn't want to embarrass him at first. And then, like, 30 seconds to a minute in, he was like, uh-oh, I don't know if I can even get there now. And then he was, like, desperately trying to catch up. Uh, the Julio showing was great. Um, All-Star game itself, unfortunately, probably one of the more boring ones in a while, other than the Stanton and Buxton home runs back-to-back. Uh, and then I cannot stand the Dodger Stadium parking lot. I guess those are the biggest ones. But the 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 latter is evergreen. That's every single time I, I go there. And it was funny. I was sitting on the shuttle back to the hotel after the All-Star game, and I was looking up. And I'm usually like, man, I really don't want to come back here. And then this time I was like, not only do I really want not want to come back here, but I think I'm going to be back here in late October. (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah, that. So I parked in Chinatown and I walked. It makes sense because then you can walk past everything and then yeah. And I I even had, you know, I had some people that are like, hey, like, do you want me to give you a ride? And I'm like, honestly, I was like, I'm going to get there quicker than you will. Like Absolutely. you're, you're in the parking lot. Like I will, I will walk a mile and get there faster than you will to, a, uh, to get a down veteran. there. That's a, how much, how much have you actually been there? This, that was my second time. Okay. The first, a, and, and the first time that's was a, the, that's a veteran move for it being your only your second time. <laughs> the, the, uh, the only, the first time I was there was the wild card game last year and they had the media parking lots, um, on the lower level. So yeah, I that's would, not going to do you any good. Um, well, especially here's the thing, and I'll go to bat for Dodgers fans now that you know what I'm talking about. Everybody likes to rail on them for the late arriving, early leaving crowds. But once you've seen how much of a hellhole that parking lot is, you can't blame those people if the game looks like it's in hand or if it looks like they're not going to come back in like the seventh inning and be like, let's get the hell out of here before we have to wait two hours in the parking lot. You yeah. can't blame them. Now, your experience on the wild card would be similar to home run derby where everybody's leaving at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like there's really no way to leave early unless you're going to miss the good stuff with the wild card game going down to the wire like that. It's a playoff game. It's do or die. Everybody's going to stay there till the end. So everybody left at the exact same time, unless you run and get your car first, it's yeah. going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's a classic stadium. It's been what up for 60 years, uh, you know, 60, 70 years close to that. But there's, I mean, it's just one of those where you go there and you see the piss picturesque views of the oh. outfield. And it's, it's a great view of all when, of that. When you walk in, when we walk in behind home plate, which you're up at the very top. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. One of the best view. It's up there with like San Francisco and Pittsburgh with the best views in baseball. Other than that, ah, I just can't. Right. Do it. There's just nothing around it. Like that's yeah. as I'm what nothing number sta- just parking lot. What number stadium was Dodgers is, is are you at right now? Uh 22. Okay. I so wish I'm, it was in, I, I'm still mad at the Rangers for rebuilding their ballpark after the 2011 World Series. It's cost me a number. <laughs> but uh I feel like I've hit almost all the good ones except and I just mentioned one of them, Pittsburgh. I still have not gotten to PNC and I hate myself for that. 
Um, and that's, I mean, with your yeah. job and everything, I mean, unless the all-star game is going to be there, you're not going there for any kind of playoff stuff. I, I mean, it can't be that far of a drive for you though, right? Uh, from... it's, uh, Cleveland would take four and a half to five hours and it'd be a little bit further than that. Would probably an hour, hour and a half past Cleveland. Yeah. So not too bad. Uh, in hindsight, I kind of wish when they were good yeah. in like 2015 and 2016, at some point I would have just said, Hey, I'll let me drive over there for you know that that Reds Pirates wild card game. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I'm at 15 now. I uh I, I reached the halfway point uh, last week going up to Toronto at the Rogers Center and going there for those. Uh, How is that? I haven't been, that's one of them I haven't been to. It's it's so it's what 30 years old. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I it's like that. It's one of the last ones before the Camden Revolution. Yeah, it's. So, I mean, it's built into a hotel. Like you can see the hotel rooms there on the, yeah. on the scoreboard. Uh, if you're sitting on the first base side, you look straight up the CN Towers up there. It's it is it is pretty cool the way and and I they they have the they have the flashing lights now in there too for the home runs and everything. So they they have made upgrades cool. into the stadium. And you know what? You walk around Toronto and everybody there is wearing Blue Jay stuff. Uh, they are they are all in on I'm that, a, I'm on a, that I'm young team right of, now. Uh, I'm a big fan of when it's like, and that's a regular season. Yeah. But, you know, during the World Series, I, I always like one of my favorite things is to walk around and see all the locals like so, so, so into the, the local team. And unfortunately, well, I will say L.A., it is major, major Dodgers. It's a Dodgers town. You see Dodgers stuff all over the place, but it's so sprawling. L.A. tattoos on people's faces all over. Yeah. 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 But it's so sprawling and uh, it's so huge. And like you said, there's nothing else around Dodger Stadium. It, I I was thinking like one of the things about the World Series, again, the time's different. So I'm used to going to lunch and then going to the ballpark in L.A. It's like 9 a.m. So you go to breakfast and go to the ballpark and you're so far away from the stadium. It's not as much of a local feel. Um, yeah, I think back to like 2011, 2013, when I would go out to lunch in St. Louis, everything was Cardinals. Yeah, everything. Um, everybody's talking about it around you. Uh, last year, I remember before uh, I walked to Truist Park before the, the Braves Astros World Series, and I sat down and had lunch. The place was full. Everybody had Braves stuff on. Everybody's talking about the Braves. I really love that aspect of it, and I, you do miss kind of a lot of that when, in L.A. because Dodger Stadium's so far out there, and there's nothing else around it. No, there, there really isn't, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a good, uh, good ball, you know, fun time out there, Toronto. If you ever make it up there, it's a nice ballpark up that way. Nice. Um, I still got to say cores cores. I, I want to say is my number one. It's that, up there. It's yeah. really, really good and underrated. Like you don't, yeah. I, I mentioned PNC and, uh, San Francisco. What is it now? It's not Peck it, Oracle. Yeah. Oracle. Is it Oracle. Oracle. A lot of people mention those. A lot of people will mention fin Fenway and Wrigley is like the legacy ones. Coors is it's underrated. It's great. Yeah, and there's stuff to do around the around yeah. there. So that's they the, built up that whole. I think yeah. they call it Lodo, which is just lower downtown, but they call yeah. it Lodo. Uh, they built up that whole area around it. It's awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, tweets that I saw over the week uh, last week for the Blue Jays and Cardinal game was that fans must have been really confused when they saw Adam Wainwright and Albert Pujols playing and it wasn't Albert Pujols Jr. and Adam Wainwright Jr. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays fans probably really confused at the fact that 
players still can play and it's not their sons oh, that, are, right. uh, that are out there <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed to half of the Blue Jays roster that uh, that appears yeah. to be former sons of uh, former players. Uh, but hey, you know what? You you got to see Albert um, and, and, you know, having fun at the home run derby. And we saw him on his little tear prior to the All-Star break and now starting back up afterwards. I mean, as far as free agent signings go, it wasn't much money. And I think that Albert has maybe overperformed what he was expected to be this year. Probably. I mean, I think there was always the concern. And I think I remembered uh, right when he re-signed, they had had me come on CBS Sports HQ, our video stream. And they were like, well, how's this going to end? And I was like, well, hopefully it ends kind of how it's going now. Uh, with him having a pretty good season, mostly off the bench, hitting some home runs. I think, what was he, 19, 21 away from 700? Close, yeah. I'd have to see where he's at right now, Um, yeah. And I said, hopefully he gets to that, ideally. He ends up with like 700, he hits number 700. That would be late in the year, obviously. Um, But I was like, on the other end of the spectrum, there is the chance that he's just brutal. And Mo has to come to grips with either carrying a guy in the roster who is dead weight or having to go to Albert and have a conversation and saying, man, we kind of need that roster spot. What do you think? Um, Fortunately he's hit, as you said, he's hit well enough that it's not really a conversation and he's going to be able to ride the year out. So it's been, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Or, you know, an injury uh, going on the IL for a stint, like we just saw with Molina who was on there for, what nine weeks almost or eight I mean anything that'll save his body and get him to the end of the year. Right. And that that would be something like that where you just put him on on an injury and just you know have him go away that way instead of cutting him for that. And it's it's funny you mention that because for for so long for the last I guess two seasons that was kind of a concern with Matt Carpenter uh with the Cardinals was God are they gonna have to cut him? Like how bad is this going to look? Former MVP candidate and now Matt Carpenter comes back into St. Louis this weekend as, you know, this new Bronx hero uh, <laughs> in New York. He goes to the Yankees, shaves the beard, has the mustache, and now 15 home runs in that Yankees lineup. Uh, just an incredible season that the Yankees are having. And you and I were talking before we went on the – I didn't – 15 home runs. I, I didn't even realize it was up that high. 115 at-bats, 15 bombs and 115 at-bats. Ridiculous. Uh 791 slugging percentage if you're into this sort of thing 242 OPS plus so 142 percent better than league average OPS yeah it's it's un, I mean it just all yeah all the numbers that you look at and they, I mean the average 322 average that he has to put and it in he, perspective obviously not near the playing time not near no. the playing time but he has way better rate stats than Aaron Judge yeah, if he would have, I mean, I mean, if you would have told me that Matt Carpenter, if you would have brought Matt Carpenter back to the Cardinals this year and said, hey, he'll hit 222 this year and have 15 home runs by the first week of August, I'd be like, wow, that'd be quite yeah, a resurgence for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's hitting 322 in only 43 games oh, in man. that time with 15 home runs, it's, 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 and it's the, 40, the 43 games that's kind of misleading too, because a lot of it early was just like one pinch hit appearance per game. Like it's not even a full, not at 43 games, not even a full slate of plate appearances. Yeah. It's been like part-time for a little bit of that. 
Yeah, it's 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 unreal what they have gone out and they have uh they have done with him. But Aaron Judge, do you think he what what do you think he ends up with home run wise? Where 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 do you where do you think we we see him cool off at all? Because if anything, he's heated up. Yeah, he has for a second. I think it'll there'll be ebbs and flows there. I mean, we we've all seen it with so many big time power hitters. There'll be there was a lull kind of before the 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 All Star break, and then he got really really hot again. So I think it'll probably go like that again. He'll have a lull, then he'll get really hot. High 50s, we'll go like 59. Um, surely really? the, the baseball gods aren't going to be aren't going to punish people like me and not, this much and have him hit between 61 and 73, right? They're not going to do that <laughs> and have to deal with all those. I mean, I just here's an example of what I'm talking about. When I posted that Judge was the when he got to 40 home runs before the end of August, it was one of like eight guys in history who had done yeah. that and included on the list, Bonds, Maguire, Sosa. I get like five people right away tweeting me that they don't count. And I'm like, well, they do. You don't get to just say, no, they don't count. They actually got to 40 home runs before the end of July yeah. and their seasons haven't been expunged by the commissioner. So they count. And so, man, those, uh, there would be a lot of consternation if he ended up with like 63 home runs, as you know. I know. Yeah, he is. Uh, and you know what? It's going to be it's gonna be real hot in St. Louis this weekend. That ball's going to fly. Well, so he'll get up That's... to, what, 45 at least then, probably. I don't, I don't, you know what? If, as long as the Cardinals can end up winning two of the three, I'm fine with that. If I could see a judge well, home You might run get to see a show. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something like the Angels last night where they set the major league record for home runs and a loss. <laughs> I mean, is it not like they Mike Trout and Shohei Itani, like has there ever been a bigger waste of talent in all of professional sports than what you're seeing with those two right there? It's it is unreal. Seven home runs and they still cannot win a game. Surely I'd have to look at this, but if you went back to when there was only one pennant winner per league, well, there is still only one pennant winner. I mean, when there were no playoffs and they just went straight to the World Series with the two pennant winners, surely we could find something like if Ted Williams and Jimmy Fox overlapped on the Red Sox at all. Um, you, surely you could find something like that. But with this many playoff teams, I, I don't know, man. And I know I, I talk about this a lot, and it annoys me when people act like, well, if they're so good, their team should make the playoffs. Well, this isn't basketball where one guy can dominate the ball and then guard the best player on the other team. It's still each individual's one out of nine. One individual can only do so much. It just seems like the front office should really be better at putting guys around those two. And if he's healthy, Anthony Rendon as well. As uh, you know, the trade deadline just passed, and there were rumors out there that Shohei was on the trade block, and I was I was shocked to see that the Cardinals were the front runner for a uh, for a move like that. We saw what it took to get Juan Soto, a generational talent, a twenty three year old hitter. Where do you even begin with somebody with the tools of a of a Shohei Atani, with I the pitching know. and hitting? I don't. I that's the only. <laughs> especially as little money as he makes, he is hitting free agency after next year. So that's a mitigating circumstance. He's 27. So four years older than Juan Soto, but 27 is still prime age. There has to be a concern that his arm is going to break again because he's a pitcher. Um, but man, you're talking about, it's essentially two players. 
you'd be talking about trading for an MVP candidate as a hitter and a Cy Young candidate as a pitcher. So that whatever kind of package that would take, I don't know. I don't I don't think anybody would give it up. I don't I wouldn't blame the Angels for trying to look for that. I also would, don't blame Artie Moreno for stepping in and saying, "Uh, hold on, you're not doing that because for the for better or worse, and it is annoying because we'd like to see them win, for the rest of the season, they're probably selling a lot of tickets just because of Shohei Otani. And if you're Moreno, you're going, hold on. If you trade him, I don't have a draw the rest of the year. Right. Even if Trout comes back, because they've had Trout for so many years, they're not going anywhere. Otani's their draw right now. Yeah, especially on days he pitches too. I mean, people are yeah. showing up to watch uh, to watch the amazing pitcher hitter in in 2022. Um, going back to the Soto trade, we saw how much the Padres gave up. I'm sure you read and saw how much the Cardinals were being asked for. In the end, do you think it was a good move of the Cardinals not giving up uh, I, Carlson, Gorman, and and the likes of of that to go and get Juan Soto? Nah, not necessarily. I, I probably would have gone for it. I understand where they were in that if you're trading a big chunk of your position players when you're already strong at position player and you need pitching more than anything else, I understand the mindset. I, I also think that Juan Soto is the type of guy that you throw the rule book out. Um, it reminds me of the story about when, when Bobby Knight coached Michael Jordan in the 84 Olympics. And then before the draft, he went to, it might be, it might be an urban legend, but I think the point stands. He went to Portland and said, you need to draft this guy. And they said, well, we need a center. And Knight said, then play him at center. (laughs) I think Soto is not Michael Jordan, but he is a generational talent. He is probably going to be a hall of famer and he's only 23. And I think that's where people get lost on the prospect talk is when you're talking about prospect packages, sometimes these guys are 23 years old. He's already 20. He's already only 23. Right. He's already established as one of the best players in the league. He already has an MVP runner up. He already has a ring. Uh, Two and a half years from free agency. There was probably the conundrum for Mo because they're really good at extending their guy, if if Arenado doesn't opt out, you've got the Goldschmidt deal. Would you be able to extend Soto? If you can't extend him, would you be able to bring him back in free agency? I'm sure those were all matters of discussion within the front office. And like I said, I don't blame him. Uh, I would probably have been more aggressive, but he's the general manager slash team president of a team that's in contention every single year at a small market. So he knows what he's doing and, like I said, I, I, I understand it. So right now, do you put the uh, are the Padres your team to beat, or is it still the the Dodgers and Yankees running away with it? No, uh, I the Dodgers are better, and I talked about this the other night too, right after Soto's debut when they crushed the Rockies nine one. And by the way, the coolest moment was Brandon Drury's grand slam. I my but, so I've I've told you this before. My my kid, a huge Padres fan. Yeah, and he, he he stayed up. Yeah, he stayed up to watch that. And I, I thought the the neighbors were going to get called when Drury hit that uh, grand slam in the first. Well, that's inning. awesome. He was, he, he that's was really screaming cool. so much. Here's the thing: what Soto does for that lineup, he took the walk. He was the catalyst. Machado doubles right after that. You know, then they're in trouble. Josh Bell, another guy who's going to lengthen the lineup a lot. The Bell and Drury additions were really important. Not as important as Soto, but were really important. When they get Tatis back, that's a really good lineup. The rotation, 
Clevenger and Snell are going really well right now. Put that with Musgrove and Darvish. Now they have Hader at the back end of the bullpen. That's the type of team that could go to the World Series and could win the World Series. Now, the Dodgers are better, like I said. The Mets, if DeGrom and Scherzer are firing on all cylinders, might be better, especially with as good as Diaz is at the end of the bullpen. Not as dynamic as a, of a lineup as the Padres and Dodgers, or Dodgers potentially have. They still need, like, Muncie and Bellinger to kind of put it together. Um, but it's – the Braves last year were the worst team in the National League that made the playoffs including the Cardinals, a wild card, and they won the World Series. The Nationals in 2019 were not that good. They had no depth at all. They were carried by like 10 dudes. I mean, if you look at their offense, it was like the front half of the lineup had to do all the damage. Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer had to carry the pitching staff, including the bullpen in front of Daniel Hudson, and they won the World Series. So the Padres are absolutely a World Series contender. They absolutely could get bounced in the wild card round. So we'll see how it goes, but they have the pieces that they can make a run. Well, that's when we will talk to you next, uh, coming up into the postseason. Two months to go. Are you going to be able to head out to any uh, any ballparks, go see any games before the postseason? Anything on the uh, on on the book? Well, yeah, I'm, uh, Cincinnati's closest, and I, I'm going to check their schedule and see if anybody's like fighting for a wild card berth when they go to Cincinnati. So at least I could see that. Obviously, the Reds aren't going to be in any important games on their own. Um, Maybe I'll see a Cardinals game at Cincinnati. If it's going down to the wire, Cardinals and Brewers. Again, I haven't looked at the schedule yet, but if there's if the Reds have a homestand where they're like hosting the Brewers, then hosting the Cardinals, I'll go to several of those games. But maybe. We'll see. All right, Matt. We will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Have a good one. The Cardinals host the Brewers August 12th through 14th and celebrate the Heartland Coca-Cola 1982 World Champions 40th Anniversary Weekend. On Friday, 25,000 fans ages 16 and older will take home an embroidered 1982 V-neck jersey courtesy of Phillips 66. That's Friday, August 12th. The Cardinals, the Brewers, an 82 V-neck jersey. Great seats remain. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com promotions. Do you feel the need, the need for speed? Then fly over to Bush Stadium for Top Gun Maverick Night on Friday, August 12th. That night, the Cardinals host the Brewers, and with the purchase of a special theme ticket, fans will take home an exclusive Cardinals t-shirt featuring our favorite co-pilots, Uncle Charlie and Yachty. That's August 12th, Top Gun Maverick Night at Bush Stadium. For tickets or more information, visit cardinals.com slash theme. Final segment here, Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, ClavesOnline.com. Joe Roderick, Andy Hanselman here with you. Hey, Alton Toyota, they rent cars. Go uh, give them a call or go visit them online at AltonToyota.com, AltonToyota.com, and see what they have for you on uh, the Rent-A-Toyota uh, part of their uh, their page. Go to altontoyota.com and search for the Rent a Toyota and see what they have for you with uh, daily rates lower than what you're going to find at any of those other uh, other dealers. And they have everything. I mean, Andy, they have Forerunners here. They have a Tundra. They have a Prius. They have all of that. And I mean, the the Andy, the the Toyota Venza, uh, less than three fifty a week to rent a Toyota Venza from Alton Toyota. It's a wonderful that's, vehicle. Yeah, and that's I mean, you, you uh, Toyota Tacoma less than three fifty a week to rent a Toyota Tacoma, 
if you need uh, if you need that with the more more space in the back. So, yeah. or if you need to haul some stuff. And now, Andy, now that I'm baseball coaching, select ball dad. Um, and, you know, we're gonna have tournaments that are gonna have to go away and stuff for weekends. I, I might to have to. It's yeah, time to get Sienna, isn't it? Might have to get Sienna. Might have to. I, next time I do see Jamie, I'm just gonna be like, listen here, like. Whenever you get cheap ass pickup trucks, I don't care how old, anything like that on your, uh, I you, you send them my way. Oh, you want a, you want a pickup truck? You want a you want a Tacoma? I just want to throw shit in the back of the car just for practices and stuff. Oh, but you know what? Maybe you need maybe I need a new one. Maybe I need one for all the all the gear to throw it in the back for uh for you know for those long road trips. I don't know. Boy, that's a, uh, a tough call. I, you'd look yeah. kind of macho in a pickup truck. I think that'd be a good move for you. God, I, you tell you what though, Hudson's mom, uh, whew, she is uh, she she is taking to this a lot uh, a lot more. Like she's looking at tents and shit. Oh, yeah, Joe, you're you're not. I know you pretty well, and I I don't think you're really a tent kind of guy. No, like the tents, like to sit under, like for for like for shade oh. and stuff. Oh, that kind of tent. Yeah, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Right. Like a camping tent. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck no. is going on? Joe's not going to go camping. No. Mrs. My, sis- my sister, for some reason, I don't even know how the hell my sister's gotten into that. Because her, my, her husband, my brother-in-law does not seem like the camping type. But I, they've done that with their kids a couple times. And they came back from one trip. And my sister texted me. She's like, this was so much fun. She's like, you you guys should come with us sometime. And I I laughed at her so much (laughs) (laughs) my friends and i decided to go uh, down to like farmington area to go camping around uh johnson shut-ins around 2002 we didn't realize you you had to book those those camping sites like well in advance and we ended up camping at a uh at a a hotel which was just fine by me right yeah there's you're gonna provide me with a bed and air conditioning for 79 dollars a night Mm -hmm. done yeah there's there is zero part. And that's what I'm talking like, you have known me your entire life. When when have I uh, shown any interest in camping outdoors? That's I'm a sure big there's, no. There's mosquitoes and raccoons and bears. Yeah. Go rent a Sienna from Alton Toyota and sleep in that. Yeah, just turn the, let the engine run. Turn the air conditioning on. Right. Yeah, hey, most of those now, hey, most of those are hybrids now. So that engine running all night won't cost you as much gas well, as it usually no, has. No, just sit there and run. Yep. There you that go. alternator will charge that battery all night long. <clears throat> hey, before we get to our uh, crack slippers uh, for today, just uh, want to touch briefly on the passing of two legends this past week, Bill Russell and Vince Scully. Uh, Bill Russell, 21-0 and 0 in winner-take-all games in his career, NBA, Olympics, NCAA, 21-0. and 0. The amount of championships that Bill Russell won in his, uh, in his life and just the... The numbers that he put up, I mean, outside of uh, Rocket Richard, I, this is uh, he is the greatest winner in all of professional sports. And I think when you look at what he did um, coaching, too, I think he is. Yeah, he is up there. The greatest winner in, in North American sports in the history of North American sports. And I don't think we will ever see anybody come close to topping that. I mean, right now we're looking at Tom Brady and going, oh, how great Tom Brady is. Tom Brady's never going to reach Bill Russell. No. Could have lost a lot in the championship. Bill Russell exactly. didn't. Yeah. Even though he has seven rings, I think he's been to 11 Super Bowls. Is that correct? I think about that. Yeah. I think it's pretty close. Right. So, yeah, no winner. No, there will never be a winner like Bill Russell ever again. And Vince Scully, 
you know, I know people have had cool Vince Scully stories there. They met him, they got you know picture with him, talked to him, whatever. Uh, the only Vince Scully story I have, and it was just, you know, I barely talked to the guy um, outside of it. When Stan Musial passed away, I was producing a show for Jay Randolph Jr. And I, um, Stan died. And we were like, okay, we need to do, you know, this show is going to be all Stan. All, all Stan. So I told, I told Jay, I was like, get your dad in here in studio. And he was like, okay. So he got his dad in there. I think they got Red uh, was on. And they, you know, they talked to Red. I can't remember who else they had on. And I said, I'll, I'll email the Dodgers and I'll see if we can get Vince Scully on. And I emailed the Dodgers and the guy emails me back. And he was like, I'll ask, but I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be a no. Oh. And he was like, he doesn't do any interviews for anybody. It's just not, he, you know, he's not going to do it. And I go, okay. And I was like, and I put an email. I said, tell him he'll be on with Jay Randolph Sr. And I go, they're just talking Stan Musial, talking the, the life of Stan Musial. And they were like, okay, we got it. You know, we'll ask, but it's going to be a no. And I remember I was doing my six to eight show that night. Mm-hmm. And I get an email during the middle of the show from the Dodgers saying, hey, he could join you at noon. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, okay. And, you know, they were like, okay, what's the number, everything? And sure enough, right there, top of the show, boom. And you hear that voice right away. And he's, you know, I was just like, oh, my God. That's I'm answering incredible. the phone. I'm just like, holy shit, this is Ben Scully. Vin Scully on the phone. Like, Mr. Scully, thank you so much. He's like, I'll call me Vin. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I- I'm assuming he came on because Senior was on the program. I would imagine the combination of Senior being on the program and talking just Stan Musial. Yeah. I would imagine those two things combined uh, were were the reason that he he came on to do it. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that for the majority of his career, he worked solo in the booth. He yeah. did not have an analyst. Yeah, they um they they were um the Claves was talking about it recently. They tried to put a, another person in the booth with him at one point just to kind of have somebody to bounce stuff off of. Yes. And about 3 weeks into it, Vin was like this isn't working. Like I don't need you here. Yeah. And they they got rid of him, you know? They and they the Dodgers did it to where TV for the first three innings would always be Vin Scully, and then they would switch it over for the rest Steiner. of the game. Yeah, Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday. Yeah. For that. Then Vin was just on the radio the rest of the game. I mean, you're never going to see that happen again. No. <clears throat> and it's, you know, we, we here, we're in St. Louis. I've said it many times. Like, we are, we are blessed with the amount of quality um, announcers we have. Yes. Here doing games. It has been awesome the few times this year to hear Danny Mac move over to the radio side when the Cardinals are off and uh, do some games with the radio guys a couple times. When they're they're not on ballot. (laughs) Yeah. If they have a game, if they're on Fox or if they're on Apple TV or something. Uh, And I know they've done it a majority of the time when it's been on the road. Where the game's been uh, on the road. Yeah. It's like a road game and Danny Mac's just in the city for it and it's like okay i'm here like i got nothing else to do i can either sit in the sit in my hotel room or go go call a baseball game on the radio and it's really fun to listen to yeah have you actually heard it yes 
I have not yet. Yeah, and no, I, it's I, I really good. It yeah, it is. It is really good and refreshing to hear him with uh, with those guys doing the game. Yes, I mean, he's such a talented guy. Anyway, yeah, I mean, he can, he can do just about anything. When we were, we both started covering uh, professional sports about the same time. Uh, he obviously continued. I did not, but we would like talk in between periods of Blues games. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back and practice. I'm like, what are you practicing? He goes, oh, I do play-by-play into a tape recorder of the Blues games every game. While he's in between, he'd go down and do sideline stuff for Fox Sports Midwest or whatever it was called back then. Uh, but he was, uh, he'd sit up in the press box and he would do he would, he would would do a play-by-play of the game into a tape recorder. Wow. That's yeah. commitment. Yeah. He just, he loved his craft, loves his craft. And I, I just, I just think the absolute world of the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to hear him on the. Is it is it him and Rooney and Horton all doing? They just it they they've just put him up there. I don't know when the next time. I'll have to ask and see no, no, when I the mean, next what time are they're they playing. Doing the is it a three man booth or is it? Just it's whatever they have there. It's uh. I mean, there's been some days where one of them was missing, so it was like Danny Mack and and uh, Horton did it, and Klaibs just sat to the side and do. And um, he just and he did the whole game. Yeah, or or they just threw him in there for a couple innings at some point. I think is the. The Yankees game this weekend, is this on Fox? It is on Big Fox. I don't know if they're planning on having him do it this weekend or uh, or not. I'll listen in. Yeah, Probably so I don't Saturday's know if that's – That Saturday's game's on Big Fox. Um, and then Sunday's is Sunday game – Is Sunday's game of the world? It is not. Padres-Dodgers is the, uh, the big game. You know what? Hey, it makes sense now with uh, – Well, Yeah. It didn't. It didn't two weeks ago. Well, it's still a yeah. Well, it's a big rivalry game, but you know, Cardinals Yankees is also a very very storied. You would have gotten a viewers, yeah. You would have gotten the, you would have gotten a hell of a lot of viewers tuning into that game for sure. Absolutely, Without Andy. Uh, quickly, I got two crack slippers. If you would, <clears throat> some stories aren't meant to hit the mainstream news, and we picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick. ClaimsOnline.com. Andy, you just finished officiating a wedding. Um, Again, this uh, this past weekend for your stepdaughter. Uh, do you know if they had a prenup? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, you remember Stephen Jackson of the uh, of the Pacers, the basketball player, Stephen Jackson. Yes, I do. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, he apparently uh, this this is, just came out this past week. He has a he is worth thirty eight million dollars. Okay. $38 million. He left his fiance at the altar because she would not sign a prenup. Well, you know what? That dumb on her then. Yep. All he asked, hey, sign this prenup. And she wouldn't. And uh, yep. You're not he, getting uh, half. He said, nice okay. Stuff. Yeah, you're not getting half. So he walked away. So he uh, saved himself $38 million. Yeah. Or I guess $19 million. What's uh? What's Stephen Jackson's kid sitch? I don't know. Not sure what his is, but here's a guy who's going to make a lot of money. Andy, like Nebraska wide receiver, the coldest Crawford. Okay. The coldest D E C O L D E S T. His name is okay. the coldest. Okay. You know, with all the NIL partnerships going around. I'm familiar. I've heard of this. Yeah, Andy. He uh he has signed. With an HVAC company in Nebraska. Because his name is the coldest. Yep. 
I like it a lot. <laughs> SOS Heating and Cooling is now being sponsored by the coldest Crawford. <laughs> Hi, I'm the coldest Crawford of the Nebraska Cornhuskers here to tell you about SOS Heating and Cooling. Come see my friends. Well, they'll make you just like me, the coldest. Yep. Just like that. <clears throat> yep. My, so, uh, uh, that's a, uh, that's a great, friend, uh, that's a really good uh, partnership there. My friend who played uh, SIUE club football, uh, he was uh, a kind of a spokesperson for sports clips. He knew a couple guys over, a couple ladies that worked over there. And I, I had to coach him on a, a few things on how to do his, uh, on how to do his little voiceover monologue thing. I had him, I had him kind of turn at the a camera with the shoulders like that and look up and, and just really speak with some inflection. Yeah. Really, really, really give it some authority. Yeah. He did great. That's good. It's good stuff. It is. Well, congratulations to the coldest. Right. What are you going to do in the wintertime? I, as you know, if, Hey, if you're feeling the coldest and you need to heat up, call, uh, call SOS heating and cooling. <clears throat> right oh what's his sister's name joe i don't know i i have not looked to see what kind of uh come on, i'm looking for yeah. a witty pun you, i'm trying to put it on a t for you come well, on i don't i don't know I'm, I'm not sure yeah the beach <laughs> jeez Ah. <sighs> <sighs> I don't know. I'm tired and delirious. I am too, Andy. We can wrap up the show. We put on a good effort for folks today, oh. and we uh, we can go to bed knowing that we did such a fine I will, job. I will sleep easy tonight knowing that I worked as hard as I could today and tonight on this program for, well, good. Abso- for nice. absolutely nothing. Hey, he is Andy Hanselman. I am Joe Roderick. This has been another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota, right here, ClabesOnline.com. St. Louis Acura has almost 200 pre-owned vehicles in stock with inventory arriving daily and can offer the best trade-in value. While others raise their prices and fees, we choose to earn your repeat and referral business by not taking advantage of the current market situation. We invest in our team, becoming one of St. Louis's top places to work and fastest growing companies. St. Louis Acura remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. Located at Manchester and Mason Roads.